wanted to do a quick intro because we did such a shitty job of actually introing our own podcast uh, when we were doing it. So uh, this is a show that me and Aaron have just been wanting to do since all this crazy shit happened. Um, my name's Matt. His name's Aaron. We met in film school. We're really good friends, brothers, and... You know, everybody's having to social distance and be away from each other. So we wanted to connect, even though that we live so far away from each other and uh, just do something like we used to laugh, have fun and uh, just share some stuff with you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy. So this is the first episode I've recorded. We I've started recorded just so we can get into it. But yeah, I, I don't know that. what this shit's going to be called. We uh, have so a name, like so we name. had eight life funny, but what I mean, we could call it that. I don't we really care. Say, we could say uh, this is episode one of working title "Ain't Life Funny" podcast with Matt and Aaron. Uh, hey. It's seven p.m. over here up in Nashville, man. We doing this shit across the globe. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, to all of the listeners or the uh, soon to be listeners, just be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be fun. And I think first off, like, how I think what's interesting about us is how we met. We met at a, uh, we were just speaking about it, a unnamed for-profit film school in Central Florida. Yeah. I don't remember even when we, what was that, 13 years ago now? Like 2007? Yeah, it was like 2008. 2009 i think like yeah. them two whole years like maybe starting 2007 and then like into 2009 i think is what it was but yeah so i was uh, in my mid-20s you were in your early 20s right yeah i think i was like 23 or something like that yeah. i don't know I'm, I'm so old now i'm 36 now so it's hard to remember exactly, you know those dates but we met well, there funny. It was a wild time. We lived in Florida. Fucking hated life there, like most people do who live in Florida. Uh, I mean, like, we just weren't into doing pills or nothing like that or Coke. So it's just yeah. not, if you're not into those things, man, it's really not the spot for just, you know, the average. Yeah, that is, it is a party like Speedball City. It's not a smoke some weed. I mean, there's some weed smokers there, but then they're going to throw a little bit of extra something on the bowl there oh god bro you know jacksonville florida i guess apparently is like notorious for that but the whole east coast of florida that's all they do dog motherfuckers be just they call it bunk and all types all types of names that's why i'd be like man i used to try to tell people in atlanta uh that because like i would be like smoking blunts with people i didn't know try to come and try to hit and i'd be like first off you didn't put in on this so already that's a no because like i would see my homies try that will put money in with us and be like trying to hand people plus i'd be like bro no 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 that's what i remember thinking in college in dorms like you're hanging out with like you and like two other guys buy weed and then you're in a room with like 15 people it's like right how the fuck many people are gonna get the hit i'll get like two hits off right this should about to go around two times bro like (laughs) where are y'all come from man i'd be like no 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 it's like i'm trying to be cool and it's all love and everything and in the spirit of it i offer if you want to throw in some money to jump on this blunt but like we're in the club like we just like literally invested in coming out you know like club blunt no you got to do that before you get in there bro. bro 
I remember I was out with this dude one time, man, and like this guy, I guess we were just the only two people smart enough to bring weed in this club, but I had been to this club before and like I had already known, like, like I didn't really know this guy that well, but I knew that like how this club was and I was like, but I'm finna turn up because like I just feel like getting in and like, you know what I'm saying? So I had well fucking like, I used to have this uh, uh, tube that you could like, like it was like an optimal they used to sell the blunts and tubes. So yeah, I had that. I remember I would just, that like, I would just keep pre-rolls in there and I had like stuff three in one of them joints somehow dog just three little skinny ones and like i was like we finna go to the club like we finna go in the club living it up tonight and he was like what you talking about i was like oh you don't know this is the first night ever smoking weed all of that right oh, but um uh-huh. i told him i was like man just give me like ten dollars though man because like, i wasn't even trying to charge him for the herb i was just trying to tell him i was like man just let me hold some money you know what i'm saying because uh i didn't have no bread other than that yeah. i told him i had weed and he was like well I mean, I can get us in the club, though, but I was like, yeah, I think it's just only like $10. He's like, cool. So he paid for the club, and I was like, man, we square on that. So, man, we get in there, bro, and he looks over, and he just see me pulling up. He's like, what you doing? I was like, oh, you ain't know? I was like, people was in this club all the time, dog. Just that spot for that, dog. Like, I don't know about everybody else, but it's like, that's what I'm finna do up in here. Because mad dudes and like a couple of little trash little chicks, man. So I was like, bump it, bro. I'm just going, you know make the best of it, bro. So I started passing a bunch of the girls and then one of the dudes tried to jump on there and my uh, boy, I was with trying to pass him. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. What are you doing? I was, like, I was like, we don't know them. And then I just took it away. And started smoking. Like I literally like, because he looked like, should I hand it to him? And I just intercepted it like through the club music and everything while I was dancing with the chick and just like, no. And I started smoking in front Not of him. Not in a club. <laughs> I mean, God damn. I mean, if you're in a room and there's like a few other people, it's like, all right, here, right, right. let's have some That's fun. But if you're in a club, it's like, Man, this shit could like, go away. Like they could just keep going, off, you know. That's about to say. That's what I'm saying. And first off, that's how you catch herpes and shit too. Though. That's why I be believing you don't be passing that shit out to just that's any what old sucks person. When you realize when you get older, it's like, damn, I was I was really sharing some uh, <laughs> types of joints with some questionable mouths over oh, the man. course of my well, life. Well, I mean, the chicks that you be messing with be even worse though, probably. So you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i mean uh, the reason why i was telling that though was because i was just saying that uh you don't never know what somebody will put in the blunt though because i was telling the dude that in the club i was like that was asking because he came over and started begging me like man let me hit that shit man and i was like no 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 i was like first off you don't know me i don't know you it's like i could be into some shit you don't even have a clue so i could be smoking some heroin and that shit He's like, you want to smoke heroin and then he was like looking at me he's like man, i know you ain't doing that shit though i was like you think that i was what like what you look like me? hell yeah <laughs> right and then that would have been like well then i was like then that you definitely can't hit this shit because like, we're not on none of that you know what i'm saying but uh the thing about it is that then you go only what 100 800 miles or whatever how far away florida is from atlanta and people really do be doing that shit you know what i'm saying like constantly so that's why i was like yeah and that's just before i even lived in florida i just knew i was like man I ain't about it's just a questionable place i mean the whole time we were living there i mean we would say how much we wanted to leave there every fucking day. So we went there. I had a semi-auto go off like in the neighborhood, bro. I told you about that time they had a fist fight and they whooped this dude's ass. And then one of the guys came out of the apartment like straight psycho running full speed with a knife, like looking like he was going to stab this group of people. Like one guy against like five people. He just like did it. 
and didn't think of the reaction it would have. And he stopped like right in front of these dudes. It's like, get out of here. Like, you know, some like bitch ass little white kid. His comment, his common sense popped in. And hopefully, then he but... fucking, well, he should have just never done it, but he had done that much and stopped right in front of these dudes. And when he stopped and they were like, oh, this kid's not going to do anything. That kid got his ass. Straight, bro. That's why they tell you like shoot every gun unless you gonna shoot it. Yeah, like you can't, bro. You can't have a gun unless you are gonna shoot somebody, dog. Yeah. Like that's what. The well, that was issue that, that's had. what the whole state of Florida was. What if you yeah, can make it a say, person? It's a, it's a person that will just throw would point a gun at you for no reason. Hey, think about it, bro. At least I want to say like seventy five percent of all of the uh, crazy documentaries that you see, like forensic files and <laughs> all that crazy shit, is always in Florida, bro. Like seventy five percent of their stories is Florida, where it's just like, and then the man tried to feed the body to an alligator. It's just oh. like, <laughs> oh yeah, or like guy caught fucking his sister, gets in fight with brother over, like <laughs> it's like right, oh, right. fuck. <laughs> Right. It's like they just everyday life with Jerry Springer out here and shit, man. Uh, so we were there, what, like two years. You moved to – where did you move to after that? Because I moved to L.A. like an idiot. Uh, I went to D.C. for That's a little bit. You tried you were to get my money up. Yeah, I wouldn't save my money up for a long time. Um, and made some moves back and forth to Florida and Atlanta because I wound up going to Atlanta because my cousin uh, was shooting videos out there, which my cousin actually has uh, a pretty booming internet business that I kind of helped him get off the ground with the videos. He still be saying to me, if I want to come back, I might should try to mess with him and go edit down there or something. I just don't want to live in Atlanta again, man. Like, uh, I get that. It's just expensive, man. Like, it's just expensive. Like, it's it's cool because... it's tax free like Tennessee, you know what I'm saying? But I just don't really like the vibes out there neither, man. Because as bad as you talk about Florida, Atlanta got them vibes where you can just anything can happen, bro. Like it could yeah. be the greatest night of your life, or it could be the worst night of your life. Like, you just gotta roll the dice every time you go out in Atlanta at night or doing something. It's just like, all right, man, here we go. Bro. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. That's how I felt like in LA though, bro. Like in LA, sometimes you go places and be like, damn, that's so and so, and be like having a whole bunch of crazy stuff happen that's cool. And then a whole bunch of crazy stuff happen that's not cool. We usually be yeah. like, oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Or it's but just infuriating. You're like, oh, this could be right. fun, or it could be the most annoying night of my life where really, I just hear dude? random like, shit conversations <laughs> around me where it's like, you want to kill yourself for <laughs> just hearing oh, it. Man. I was about to say, dog, that's why uh, when I became a, wa- a waiter and all that, I knew I wasn't cut out for it. Because I was like, man, I've already done this in my life, dog. Being trapped somewhere, listening to people I don't have oh, any, any fucks about. Like, this was L.A. Like, And then when I got to Nashville, dude, the first place I worked at was just like all around just fucking the most snootiest people. Like, um, do you guys have a... Uh, non-granulated blah 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 blah. I'll be like what are you talking about I remember one time somebody asked me how the chef was fixing the uh, the kale in the back I'm just like man like you act like this motherfucker didn't go to culinary school bitch like you know one thing about kale and lettuce that you that apparently is the truth what are you supposed to do they were asking did they uh for seven minutes under the light butter sauce like God, I mean, no, like, like, I just, I, I didn't used to play with them people, bro. I used to talk to them just like I'm talking to you now. And I'd be like, I don't even know, man. Let me go ask the chef. And then I would just go <laughs> in the back and be like, oh, yeah, he said he does that. And then I would come back and then just like go back. Like, I've literally been at people's tables and heard them say shit, look at them and been like, oh, 
and then just taking God. their order, dog. Like I've done that to people's face, and they haven't said nothing, dog. Because like I legitimately think they just think I'm crazy, where they're just like, "Oh, this motherfucker beat my ass." But like, it was I don't just, think like, anybody will say anything anymore. Like that show, Impractical Jokers. If you watch an episode of that and just see like what you can get somebody to put up with. And they don't, I mean, right. maybe that shows stage or not, but I feel like it's a pretty indicative of real life where it's like most people, unless no, they're it like is. psychotic, they're going to like not go off. So like, you can I mean, even tell the manager on me though, bro, I'm, I'm telling you, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you straight up, bro. Like I can think of, I probably gotten told on or in trouble, like only like three times really throughout the whole course of working in a restaurants and shit. And then like all the stuff that I've actually done that I probably should have gotten fired for. I couldn't even tell you the list is endless. You know what I'm saying? So I already know, man, I just legitimately just did not like doing that shit. And I told them that before they even hired me, you know what I'm saying? Like before they promoted me, I was like, man, I was telling all the people I work. I didn't tell, I didn't tell my boss this, but I told all the people I work and I was like, bro, I do not really want to do this shit. But that money was all right for like, you know, a couple months, but I mean, anything I where you got to be face-to-face yeah. to somebody where you're doing, like, customer right. service and shit. I'm good at customer service when I can write an email. Like, that's been, like, what I do out here now since yeah. I can't make movies and shit. So, yeah. you know, like, I'm good at wording an email. And, you know, I can say anything in an email and be as, like, sappy and shitty, like... Whatever that movie was that uh, Lakeith Stanfield was in, I forget what that was. Sorry to bother you or something. It was a big oh, yeah, like yeah, a telemarketer. Yeah. That yeah. voice, that like white voice or whatever you want to call it, like that's customer service voice. So like I'm yeah, good at I'm good at doing that on the phone too. But if I'm up in front of somebody and they're going off and making dumbass requests, you I'm not gonna be able to hide my face. That's, <laughs> I, I would just want to rip. I was just from the rip just be as authentic as I could because it's like, man, I'm not going to be in there kissing nobody ass. Though. Like a couple of people I would put on a little bit of a front for when they would tell me like, oh, so-and-so important is here or if like I knew somebody was going to tip me real good. But just the yeah. average person coming in with is like, yo, unless I unless me and you vibe and we hit it off, I'm not going to act like I'm doing anything extra to be a buddy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all good. Especially in that. It's like you just want – here's your fucking food. Eat it. Right. What yeah. do you want me to do? Like man. fucking it's like give me two dollars, get the fuck out of here. Through your hair, like pat your hair, like good job. I'm telling you, bro. Like it was really funny the one time that I really got somebody blew up on me. It was like one time when I really wasn't uh even doing nothing mean to them. Like I just was legitimately swamped. Like they fucking used to make me wait tables and I would ten bars. So it's like I can't fucking be everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Like, 19 people sat at the bar, and then I had a table of, like, six people, so the people table of six got pissed. I was like, well, they sat down all at the same time, y'all. I can't really control this, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I got to make drinks for the rest of the restaurant, too, so. Yeah, my manager I mean, just fucked, you know. That's where we just fucking, it's like, yeah, hey, you're just going to get more water in this thing. <laughs> I ain't do shit. Like, I just was like, man, they, you know, they, she was like, no, I want to talk to the manager. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> I mean, there ain't nothing you can do in that shit. But anyway, yeah. so we went to this unnamed school that sucked. Oh, yeah. We graduated eventually, got out. You moved to Washington, D.C. I moved to L.A., did free internships, tried to suck L.A.'s dick for like six or nine months. Then my fucking wisdom teeth shit happened. I had to leave. You were still there. We just kept talking the whole time because we vibed in film school. Like yeah. we were. The best shit we ever did was together. We always wrote together. We liked the same kind of music. 
we would get high, play Madden, fucking hate life. I mean, that's probably the best kind of friendships come out of that kind of shit. So we just always maintained our <clears throat> communication, like not See, no, calling every day or anything, no, but we would always like call each other. And like, if we had good ideas and shit, we would keep, you know, keep that. Yeah, we're plotting on the, uh, on the million move now. That's what this shit need to be called. Money making yeah. millions. Fucking well, dreaming about making millions. Kind of well, that's what I'm saying, bro. I mean, that's really what all of my uh, our talks usually wind up being is plotting on some money at the end of the day. Yeah, right. I mean, fuck it. That's all you really can. That's I, the film shit never really worked out the way we thought. I mean, we eventually got to LA together, and you and I and Sean, like, you know, well, did what people in LA it, uh, do is like we tried yeah. to do our shit, and we. I mean, I think yeah. we actually succeeded at doing that. We just didn't financially succeed at anything. Well, I think the uh, you know first and foremost, you have to look at what the measure of success is. You know all of that. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, in terms of success and doing what we were trying to do, I think we were always successful at that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like there was yeah. really an issue or a time where we didn't succeed in an idea or executing something to the level that we were satisfied with. You know what I'm saying? Um, Plus also like with us, like what I always liked about our work was we never, it was never, you know, like you're working and like on a film or a project and there's all these like moving pieces and all these different voices and shit. And you have to put up with it. And like, sometimes you're just like, this guy's a douchebag, but you need to work with that guy because he has whatever expertise you need. But like yeah. with us, we knew how to do everything and it was just us doing it. So there was never any like argument about anything, really. We never <clears throat> fucking argued about anything. Well, the thing we that, uh, shit done. well, the thing that I think that uh, we all had instilled in us, dude, is that. And this is something that we even saw at film school. I don't know if you noticed, and like Sean never did this either, but some people, when they get promoted to positions of power or think that they're doing their thing, they think to do it, they have to now order people and become a boss, but not actually do what they're doing to make things happen. You know what I'm saying? Because the way that you actually become a boss is that people see you working so hard at trying to achieve something that they admire it in you and then they try to follow your you know in your footsteps but you still have to lead by example but like a lot of people they just instantly it's like oh this is my music video shoot today like oh i'm finna be the star you know what i'm saying because like yeah, i remember right. so many times on video shoots it would be like I remember I talk about the fat dude in uh, Baltimore. I shot that video for. Yeah, fucking, dude, I still yeah, think fucking, about. I wish I could have been there just to be like, right. dude, oh, what the you, fuck? We would have, we would have never finished shooting that because you would have lost your mind. Because uh, like this dude had a, was like three hundred twenty. The girdle, it's the girdle, dude. Oh man, talk about. You think that it looks, it makes a difference on camera? And I literally, I look, we're like, you know, how, like when you be trying to. Say something, but not say it. You just like have one of them long, like ah, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, right. It's like he knows he looks fat. It's like, bro, what do you want to tell me? What do you want me to tell you, dude? You look great. When he asked me that shit at like front of like four other people too, that I did not know none of them, and I just was like, do you really want this from me right now, dog? Like I was, I was like, I was like, no thing that exploded, dude. Just freaking fat pouring out of everywhere. 
<laughs> we would have been weak, bro. I'm talking. I'm telling you, bro. We would have been so crazy laughing. Like we wouldn't have been able to shoot nothing. Like every take, we just been like, "Yo, turn this off." Like, yeah, this motherfucker got a girdle on, dog. <laughs> it's like when we did that photo shoot with that chick, and she showed up with all that facial makeup, like on her eyes. She had she like recreated a Michael Jackson tattoo on her face, and you were like the fuck are you like this bitch fucked her face up and then she like walked (laughs) she was like right there no i said oh i guess we're doing like a team rocket theme that's what i said because i don't know if you ever watched pokemon but like team rocket when they would do their little dance when they would come yeah she had like this little star on her eye they would put like makeup on their eye and they would do the little glam joint like i thought that's what she was trying to do like i ain't mean i ain't mean no offense by it I really I didn't. mean, I didn't either, but fuck it. It was like when that lady for uh, all the, uh, the audition. Like sometimes you just can't help it. Sometimes you're put yeah. in a situation where it's like you shouldn't laugh, but you got to laugh. And unfortunately, oh. if they're there to see it, like it just makes it uncomfortable. Oh, I forgot about that for a second until you just said. What did I? Oh, that's why it was like I wrote that thing in the book, and we all started laughing. <laughs> I said, so she's supposed to be like a thug or something like that. I was like, yo, this bitch is so fat, dog. I'm sorry, man. Like, like, yeah, was that Fortune Femster? Like, that's what I picture when remember do you I know who that is? Talking about fat people, man. No, I don't know who that is. Uh, Fortune she's on a lot of shit. It was basically up. for anyone that's think asking what we're talking about, we did an audition in LA for a project, and the call was for a sexually androgynous or just a I don't know what you call it, an androgynous thug chick, but yeah. I don't look like a dude. You know, so whatever, whatever. A woman who looks, Aaron doesn't know who this is because he doesn't know names, but Fortune Femster comes in, reads a It was just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. She kept going. She sucked. I wrote a note in a notebook just to be like, what the fuck? And Aaron saw it, and Sean saw it, and we all laughed in this poor woman's face. I mean, God bless her. No, she went no, out, no. but she was not. It was no. sometimes you shouldn't audition for something if it's that. You are extremely mistelling this story for a stuff. Okay, I apologize. Correct. This is what really happened. Was is that she goes to read her lines as we're all sitting at a table, and from what I remember, Matt is in the middle of the table. I think Sean might have been off to the side a little bit, but he could still kind of see what was going on. He couldn't really see your notebook, you know what I'm saying? And then it was me next to you, sitting next to you. And as she starts reading her lines, you write, what in the world? But you write it and you angle your notebook towards me a little bit from what I remember. Like, I kind of, you ain't just write it like to yourself. You wrote it so that I can see that shit. Well, because as soon as i saw that i was like oh i couldn't hold it in i just giggled a little bit and then you know matt can't yeah. not laugh at people in their face oh man i feel bad about yeah, that i do feel bad about that she wasn't gonna get the part i mean if the character description said like terry cruz and i showed up but, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, not she, supposed she to happen. Wasn't, wasn't right for the role, man. I get in LA, like, you're desperate. Now, you really what if that really was Fortune Fenster? It could have been. Just, like, in my mind, slope? it was. Well, I mean, like, maybe this is her all dolled up now in Hollywood, you know 
saying? She this is after she got some money, she looks better. But I mean, I might be you know really like messed remembering up what she looks like because I don't. No, I, I think do know, it, I do know that chick. No, you know why? Because I saw that woman and she actually was on a TV show. Yeah, she like got the woman who auditioned. Role. Yeah, yeah, no. she was on a role on a TV show that I saw. But what it was was that. It was that you needed an extremely enormous fat person oh, like, okay. to play the role. It's like it was, was like just, her and a bunch of other like people. Of, like need it fat was, like, ass. The ideal, like uh, essentially, if you could have described her, that's what the part was. Like we need someone disgustingly, almost absurdly, shockingly obese that is going to say a line that's going to then make everybody make fun. <laughs> yeah. That's literally what we, happened. We want you to be a disgusting mess that possibly smells like deli meats and mustard <laughs> now here's the thing i am not really know fat people man just for the sentiments of the podcast and all that mm-hmm. i've had my issues with weight and i understand the struggle um but this person was like the type of big where like uh you feel like an extra presence when they walk by you like it's like damn bro like it's like a ghost around them or something like she was like pulling people into her like gravitational field or some shit bro. yeah it was like, like that trailer was, trash was, like white fat where you've gotten out like past like yeah. 300 and you're starting to just look like a basic like kind of with legs. Shit. yeah you know what i'm saying where it's just like oh man oh something yeah she weird. definitely had one of those a lot of yeah, kirkland just, jeans you know a lot of costco yeah, pizzas yeah, yeah. a lot of that Oh, man, that's what really sucks about when you people do get really out of shape is that they be getting out of shape eating the most bullshit of food, dog. Like, I can respect the fat man that went out a style eating ribeyes and, like, lobster tails and stuff, you know what I mean? But if you just was, like, going to McDonald's and Wendy's and it's just like, yeah, man, I just come in here and get a fucking <laughs> McMuffin every day. And it's like, yeah, but you got seven of them joints, dog. It's like, man, at Dude, least change it up, you know what I'm mean? saying? When I think about the meals I would eat at my fattest, so for everybody that is listening, I'm like 220 now, 215, but I was like 400 pounds at a certain point in my life. And dude, I used to get, after work, I would sit all day. My job was to sit and collect money. That's all I did. Yeah. I didn't move that much. <clears throat> didn't exercise, drank possibly like if you put it in cans it was probably more than a 12 pack of soda a day and then after all that at work smoking like a pack of cigarettes too uh i would go to like wendy's was my spot so i would go to wendy's get a uh, triple cheeseburger a biggie fry and then a double cheeseburger on top of that and I would eat that. Or if I didn't want to go out and I was just having an at-home meal, I would cook a box of stovetop stuffing and a box of, like, Ralph's mac and cheese, and I would eat all that. Dude. Not even the protein, damn. Dude, nothing. No, dude, vegetables? Are you kidding me? Like, maybe if there's a mushroom on a pizza or something. Like, never. Somehow I survived that. Now, I got healthy and lost the weight and everything, and then I did get cancer. So maybe, you know, maybe it all, like, did something. Uh, it could I have, mean, but... I mean, legitimately, dude, like, the biggest thing that of all that diet that probably could have fucked with you is all that sugar, dude. Oh, like, yeah, soda for sugar, sure. Bro. Dude, like, cause I was, I'm even that. like, and not even, like, the low sugar... Sh- like, if there is low sugar soda, it was, like, the Mountain Dew 
There was right, like an right. orange Mountain Dew that I used to just drink. Whatever, whatever that shit that is, this sugar crack dog. Mountain God. Dew, first off, is the has more sugar than any soda. Like, uh, I think maybe like energy drinks has more sugar than those, but all like the actual sodas that exist on the shelf, Mountain Dew got the most. So it gives me a headache anytime I drink it, man. Like, I just I think I Mountain can. Dew is actually the reason why I stopped drinking soda. Because I remember as a kid one day I had a cup of like soda. I don't even remember what brand it was, but I think it might have been Mountain Dew. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, man, this is not good. Like, I don't like this. And like, I was probably like 11, luckily, man. I stopped drinking soda and like, I was, you know, kind of kept me from getting real big, but that's what messes people up, bro. Like, constant sugar. Because like, even now I don't eat meat, but I'll still eat cookies and stuff. I see yeah. that shit instantly. In my oh, body I mean, you feel like shit. Like, we ate cake last night, dude. And this morning, I felt like, all, like complete dog shit. I mean, then I, we didn't run it off, but when you're you know fat like that, mean. when you're fat like I was, dude, the thing that gets you is not only are you eating all that bullshit, you're not exercising. Like, yeah. there's no fat person that's, like, in the gym an hour a day and just pounding Big Macs constantly. Well, it's like, you know what's really no scary way. about that? And uh, this is part of the problem with the American diet, dude, is that it's so easy to get out of shape. And then what's really scary about it is that if you do get to that point where you're that big, you can get so big that you can't work out again to really get yeah. package. You know what I'm saying? Like, only, some like, people, option like, is to stop eating. And then for fat people, like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I mean, like that. And then they do surgery. But I mean, as a fat person, dog, like I understand that because if you're already that big, your only comfort is getting food. You know what I'm saying? Because like yeah. even if somebody that's not obese, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I find comfort in that shit. You know what I'm saying? And Where you're sometimes broke you're most of the time. Like most people are broke. You know, it's like that's it. If you're spending money eating all that Wendy's and shit every day, like you was doing, bro, yeah. you gonna stay broke, dog. Like that's the thing Hell that people yeah. understand. That's the other thing where it's like I could never like when you're broke, it's like you should know that you can pull thing. If you stop doing something, you're gonna get money. Like when I stopped smoking cigarettes, it was like I fucking had all. It's like where's all this money coming from? You know, right, right. You no, know, you're not making that much. <clears throat> it's just like you're not spending three hundred dollars whatever a week to get fucking you know what's wild is uh you don't even think about that when you're deep in it until no like I it's guess like every, after the every day it's like i have right. to have this right i have to right i remember thinking like, that like, being i don't like, have any money i'll just figure it out right like, i'll figure it out somewhere i don't got no, i don't got no money but somebody will give me a smoke at work and then i'll uh, find some change and you know what i'm saying like you'll figure out a plan you know what i'm saying like it's crazy bro so that's why i'm uh also, that's why I ain't really fucking herb like I used to, man. Like for real, man. Like I uh, kind of have since this virus popped off. But like honestly, man, like I don't think I'm about to start smoking no more, man. I'm just gonna live off edibles, dog. That's my new move. I want to try, but I don't know, man. It's like I I live in California, so here it's like I literally go down the street to a store. They have specials. Oh, yeah. I have a fucking shopper's card that I get deals with and shit. No, if I lived out there still, I wouldn't stop neither. I mean, the reason why I'm saying that uh, I would do it out here is partly because of that, though, because, like, because I'm in uh, Nashville, I can't really verify quality. And then, like, yeah, you know, you get yeah. very, like, even though I got, like, a good hookup out here, um, you know, sometimes I'm, you know, give them a bunch of money and I get a shit ton of weed and I get a bunch of money and I get, you know, not as much, but still, you know, a sum you know what i mean yeah. so it's just kind of based off of their fruition whereas we went to a store it's like no they waited in front of me and uh they have had, a like, lot there's got, everything got lab there, tested. Dude. Dude. You know they got lab tested all that you know what i mean like i would totally do that 
I want so badly for you to try that weed lean. I can't. Oh, I already know, dude. Like, I, mean, I'm I don't not, know I'm if not you'll ever get to, but <laughs> yeah. if you ever do. I already know it's got to be powerful, It's bro. crazy. Like, I remember being in, like, a freshman in college in, like, 2002 or whatever you want to say. And just being, like, smoking weed, getting weed from a drug dealer, living with, a you know, a weed dealer or whatever. Just, like, the hassle of it. And when you would see, like, something about in 2002, Amsterdam was, like, the place. That was, like, if you like right. weed and you wanted to go see what, like, Mecca was, to me, that's where you would go. And it was like, I can't, like, when will this happen? Like, maybe when I'm dead, weed will be legal. And like, this and that. <laughs> it's like, well, here we are in 2020. And it's like, it's insane now. And at least in California, I don't know what it's like. It, we went to Vegas and it's legal uh, there. And I mean, the I shit mean, there is the same. Like, you don't need to, yeah, yeah, you don't need to be old enough, um, you know? Yeah, like my sister like lives in Illinois, and that's what she was saying. She's just saying that there's not that many of them yet still, and they're yeah, still kind of set up. But um, yeah, they'll be there. That's what I was saying. I was like, don't worry. But she was saying that you know because of this virus and shit too, like it was lines like endlessly around the block to get in those places and stuff. Excuse me, and like just a bunch of crazy shit going on. You know what I mean? So that's why uh, you know we was trying to. I mean, out here they got all the shit taped off, so it's like you're six feet away, and like, you know. Yeah, that's how it is in the stores out here now, man. But mine's right down the street, so we just going off hours and shit. So it's crazy. That is awesome, though. That's one thing. LA sucks a dick. I don't like it that much, but man, for that it is. Great. <laughs> I was about to say, man, LA would actually be awesome in Corvid because the thing that I didn't, uh, I call it the Corvid, bro. Just so you know, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's Corona and Covid combo. So I got that Corvid. Crovo, dude, you got that Crovo. The Crovid nineteen twenty twenty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, but not nah, like this would that would be awesome. That was the one thing I used to hate about LA was just that it would just be people constantly intruding on top of you or putting their business in yours or just like being not weird, anymore, just all type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? You'd just be like, oh yeah, leave me alone. Social distance yourself from me. Freak. If you got on the four hundred five, <laughs> I wish you could just see what the fuck. There's no traffic. I mean, there's absolutely do you. Could, uh, we got on there to go to the hospital like last week. Yeah. We got on the highway, which usually is a clusterfuck in and of itself at the time. It was like at like nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, oh my God. Got on perfectly <laughs> oh at speed. And then I get into the, like my lane and I look in the rearview mirror and I was like, I looked at Kendra. I was like, look behind us. There was no cars behind us, dude. And on the 405. I mean, legitimately, it's taking dude, me an hour to move like a third, a third of a mile on that fucking road. Oh, psh, bro, I could tell you some stories, man. Coming back from the airport out there, trying to yeah. figure out some shit, or even just trying to take people to a dog, like being an Uber driver and people sitting there trying to stress you out because they about to miss their flight. It's like, man, I just tell them, I like, I would literally ask people on their way to the airport sometimes, like, I'd be like, when your flight? And they'd be like, oh, it's at twelve. I'd be like, all right, you straight. But if they say some bullshit, like, oh, it's at ten thirty, I'd be like, yo, I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't got a teleportation machine, bitch. Yeah. Like, exactly. I was like, you need to probably uh, call the airlines on our way there and see dude, if they can hold the plane. If you were an Uber driver now and saw what they have set up for Uber drivers at the airport now, <clears> I <throat> got I they I did it once 
like when they instituted the situation because basically they have like a whole corralling area that they set up in a parking lot right like a third of a mile away from the airport so if you're going in an uber or coming or going away or leaving the airport in an uber no matter what you got to go to this one spot that they have a one lane road for all the ubers to get into so dude Unless you're going at like 3 a.m. and there's nobody around, like, good fucking love. It's dumb as hell, bro. Yeah, that's stupid, man. Because, like, if you look at, um, like, out here at the airport when you call them, like, they have it where it's like you go to, like, you do walk to, like, another area. But at the Nashville airport, it's like a big garage down in the bottom where it's like uh, parking lot one, parking lot, like, like uh, pick up A, pick up one, pick up B or whatever, something like that. It's like some little late thing but they'll have like different hotel listed where you, they'll pick you up for the hotels and then it'll say uber this area you know what i'm saying so you know exactly where to go and like it's enough space for them to pick up at least you know 19, that's how they used to have time. it like i don't know why yeah. they don't have it like it's, that now it's just is stupid they were like we want to cut down on the the through traffic yeah. it's like well i think i, mean, I can understand that. that but uh i don't know man i think they probably you know let my conspiracy theory tell you they probably building a secret fortress underneath lax but <laughs> lizard people dude i knew it david ick was right all well, that ass that he did that's what's so awesome real. about right now dude my uh my older sister was calling me talking about that she was like i'm just glad that uh y'all are actually saying that this is real and y'all i don't gotta convince nobody that this is all make-believe i was like no i believe it's a real virus now i don't believe everything the government telling us that i will argue with somebody about that but in terms of is there something killing people hell yeah no, <laughs> i mean yeah, i get that there's definitely a virus i just yeah, yeah. knew whatever the information surrounding how it got out and this and that like i don't believe any of that shit nah because this is the I'm thing glad bro, people like, are starting to tell like here where i'm at i was like dude you're never gonna get all these idiots in california to fucking like comply well, with staying away and not doing shit but they actually have dude like it's actually been pretty cool to see especially as somebody with like a shitty immune system i don't oh, yeah, want to have to like worry about that yeah, I think the world might be like this for a while, bro. Like, I mean, I don't know if, if this is the plan of the of course of action at the moment. I don't see how they're going to deviate because they're already totally invested in it. People are already trying to figure out ways to make money without doing it. Like, I've seen car dealerships, like, trying to sell cars online now and do all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, dude, Panera's selling groceries now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's getting real, bro. <laughs> like, like even Panera's, like, these motherfuckers ain't buying these shit sandwiches anymore. We got to sell right. this bread or something. Well, uh, the Panera Bread out here got a big-ass sign in the middle of the street that they wrote that says, we're still open. Like, right there. <laughs> you know why, though, it's kind of messed up is uh, Panera Breads are, like, franchised and stuff. Yeah. So, like, they'll sell a Panera Bread next to another Panera Bread. Like, they do that shit with all of them stores like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you got yeah. a Subway franchise, like, they'll put a Subway across the street from Subway and just be like, well – we making money a subway, you know what I'm saying? So it don't matter. But you, as a franchise owner, you might have to struggle a little bit. You got competition. Get used to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how they do. No. Yeah, I don't know, man. It probably is going to be weird for a while. I mean, I, you know, like going to see comedy and going to see movies and shit in the theater. And it's like, I don't know yeah, when movie. any of that kind of shit's going to be back yeah. to normal. I think movie theaters are out ski, bro. I think that shit is a thing of the past, bro. Well, now, it's crazy all that when you think about it though, they're making all these Marvel like series and all that shit. Like, are they really just banking on still having the monetary success 
and the I same quality of movies that they've been putting out just releasing them like on digital i think that's the plan i was about to say i think they're just gonna try to uh funnel everything into like pay per view services where it's like oh yeah the movie you know what i'm saying came out this week so like if you want to see the premiere of the new avengers movie you know you got to pay like a movie ticket price to see the movie one time and then it'll come out again on digital for you to keep it you know what i'm saying like yeah. shit like that yeah that's the only thing i could think even them at least trying something like that so they could still keep the structure of a release date for a movie because if you don't release it you just go straight to you know the digital side of it bro you're not gonna make no money on the back end like, well, that's what I was saying. Like, there. everyone's not going to get paid the same. Like, if there's right, no right. box office, then what? What are you basing all the profits? Like, all that stuff? Because that's like the mass of all like the Marvel that. movies. Yeah. They're making billions in the box office. They're not. Right. Maybe they're making billions selling them afterwards, but I don't. Yeah, think they so. are. I mean, because on that secondary like DVD sales and stuff, especially like uh, globally, you know what I'm saying? But I mean worldwide like you said bro they're making billions of dollars they're not trying to just give that money up you know what i'm saying where it's just like oh we're just gonna put the next avengers movie out on you know online for saying, like they, they have like spider-man through all those movies that you're it's like those are the movies that i like anyway which that sucks for me as a movie lover it's like i'm never really gonna get to enjoy a blockbuster again it sounds like at least in the way that i want to enjoy it's like you don't want to see Star Wars sitting on your couch on your shitty TV. You want to see it on a yeah. big ass screen. At least then it's kind of worth it, you know. Well, this is what I was about to say. I kind of is sparking ideas because you know they do have that in uh, Korea and stuff, where it's like uh, I guess they call them like homey movie. I don't know. It's like some type of little cheap little movie theaters that they make, where like it'll be in like the back of a bodega. It'll just be like a room that's all laid out with nice couches and chairs and stuff, and like. Yeah. Uh, big uh projector and then like you and just like a couple of your friends or you and your girl could just rent that joint out for like the time of one movie you know what i'm saying or whatever and they charge you a little fee to go in there and watch it but it'll be like old movies most of the time <clears throat> but if you did it where you had like the intimate mini big theater set up basically like a home theater like miniature home theaters all set up inside of a big movie theater so that way nobody would actually have to be next to anyone they didn't know because so you could still social distance in small theaters you know what i'm saying yeah well that's what i was thinking or they'll like half sell the theaters like if they right, have right. that big space i mean it's something to think about but i don't know that's so makes that's me so happy we got out of the film industry though for real though like that's not something right we're actively trying to like succeed at well, that's why I was glad I never tried to be like a bartender or nothing, man, because uh, they lost their jobs before I did as a valet. Like, I was out there just digging around just getting the check for being a valet. And it's like, I kept that job longer than anybody. Like, they really didn't want to fire us, but it was like the hotels even got shut down. So it was like, well, we can't even do nothing because the hotel had like three people staying in it one week, dog. It was like, yeah. That's uh, crazy. It's Isn't like that crazy, dude? It's crazy how fast, like, you know. Bro, this would be the busiest time change. Right now. Like, you see that over time. It's like, oh, it happened over 10 years. And it's like, all this shit happened in like, well, because they canceled everything, dog. You know what I mean? Because I mean, like, dude, this would have been March Madness time, all of that stuff going on in Nashville. You know what I'm saying? It would have been so much bread. Mad conventions usually this time of year, all of that stuff. Now yeah. it's just like all that stuff got canceled. Well, you guys were going to get the draft this that. year, too, dude. They ain't even doing that. No, no, no. We got the draft last year. It was going to be oh, in uh, okay. Vegas, I think. It was going to be in Vegas. Yeah, you're it gonna right. Be... It was going to. They were trying to fucking pop all that yeah. shit. That shit was going to be crazy. They was probably about to spend. Eighty billion dollars on this fucking next draft presentation, dog. Because all the money they spent in Nashville, 
they literally brought out one of the restaurant that I was working at. Like I didn't work there when they did it, but it was right where they put the stage for the draft. So they couldn't even be open that week. Yeah. They just paid everybody's money. Like they just paid everybody out for the whole week of the draft. Like whatever y'all yeah. would have made. Just, then they just got to be off and enjoy the draft and go out and kind of, they were like, if y'all want, come down, got a bunch of free stuff. When they were telling me about it, I was like, damn dog, like met all these players and shit, bro. Like I was damn, just so jealous. Sweet. I was so jealous. But I met a bunch of players out here before too, though, man. Nashville, actually, I met more famous people out here than I did in LA. It's weird. That's hilarious, dude. Yeah, dude, I think LA, they, plus LA, nobody wants to talk. Like, I don't want to talk to nobody. And if you're, I don't want to be that guy that's like, Oh, I'm such a huge fan, and like I just don't, I just get like douche chills every time I think about doing that. I mean, like I wouldn't feel weird about taking a picture with somebody, but it had to be somebody that I would really want to see. Like I don't, you don't really notice that shit until you actually see them, though. You know what I'm saying? Because like yeah. every time I would be a famous person, like it would always be somebody that was kind of obscure to me, or I knew who they were, but it wasn't like somebody that I was gonna be like excited about. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, like, that being um, said, I did bro out when I saw Antonio Brown in UCL, near UCLA that one time and bitched <laughs> out and then be like, yo, fuck you, man. Nah, I would have been hyped to see him just because he's funny, man. But um, I saw, oh, you dude. ever see, um, you remember um, 40-Year-Old Version? Yeah. And uh, the black dude on that, like with the bald head? You know oh, yeah, about? hell yeah. That guy's funny I, as fuck. Bro, I saw him in Nashville, dog, out Rolling here. In 20s. Yeah, like, it was just funny because, like, I saw him, like, just walking down the street next to me. I looked up, like, oh, damn, what's up, man? Let's talk to him for a minute, but I'm going to tell you something, dog. Sweet. Oh, really? <laughs> He's super sweet. Oh, uh, well, you could have hung out, bro. Remember that We're time on Thanksgiving where that guy tried to give you that ride? It's the same little thing. <laughs> yeah, we got to cut that out the podcast. You know, they don't play that. <laughs> Nobody, like, does that guy even act still? Uh, he well, was probably out anyway. We'll cut it out if we have to. But. Nah, I mean, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't care if anybody is or not. But it's just like I kind of felt bad because, like, I saw him and I was hyped because I was a fan of his. And then I, I realized that he was like kind of enjoying. It. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, well, I ain't you know, I ain't that much of a fan. Dog. Hold up. I don't know if you remember the end of Forty Year Old Virgin. Though he was dancing with his shirt off for like thirty seconds and that shit. So thank you, brother. I mean, I mean, uh, if you really want to jump into like all the conspiracy theory stuff, uh, I believe everybody in Hollywood kind of be going both ways. I think that's part of their whole little uh, Illuminati club sexual trafficking thing going on. You know, I don't what even I mean? know if it's that. I just feel like I, here's what I think about everyone in Hollywood. They're like, if you think about the kids that were in like drama club when you were in high school, like yeah. I was never into it. I was into movies. Right, right. And then I realized like later on, I was like, oh, I kind of like want to know how this is done and maybe want to make movies when I'm older. Right. But like, I just feel like everyone out here is just like that weird like drama kid that no one no, really. talked to him. He didn't talk or she didn't talk to anybody. And then they move out here. And they're surrounded by, like, they thrive in that. But I don't, like, all the, like, placating and being, like, you have to, every, you have to, like, be everybody to everyone. You don't want to, mm-hmm. <clears throat> everyone out here doesn't want to piss, like, say something that will offend, like, this one guy. So it's, yeah, like, right. you never really have a, we- like, a real conversation with anybody. Or you, you well, know, that's what, um, like, 
that's one of the things that's really terrifying about success or money or whatever is that because I saw the thing when people just had bread, you know what I'm saying? Like famous people or just people that had successful businesses and shit. Like so when I worked for that um auto parker place, like they would just create like a web of like influence around them with people that they kind of had that were like needing their financial support, you know what I'm saying? And hoping that yeah. they were going to somehow break into their level of financial stability or whatever, but they would never let those people actually break that line. They would just keep them, you know, at the, at the fingertips and just be like, Oh, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And it's just like, well, I got to do it. Cause if I don't, he's going to be mad at me. And so it's like, it's just a job dog. Like, yeah. Well, that's why yeah, I feel like, like every job is it's always like, there's a boss, right? So even if I, as a worker, am doing something better than my boss, I'm never going to be over that guy. Unless something catastrophic fucks up, you're always going to be the person under that guy. You know? So no matter what you do, it doesn't matter. You're never going to be... If I say something nice or I don't piss somebody off, like, I realize that now. Like, I used to just try to not be noticed or not say my opinions because I was worried about keeping my job. But then once after I got over cancer and I was like getting these jobs again that I, you know, when you beat cancer, you don't want to, you don't have like a dream of working in an office, you know what I'm saying? So even interviewing, it's like, I don't want this. So before I would have been like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here for you. And I, you know, customer service. And now I'm just like, look, I am this person and I will do everything. I'm going to succeed at this job, but I am not going to act like I'm some rose colored, like, you know, I mean, that's kind of what they'd be wanting, man. But, uh, cause I noticed that too, bro. People would call me out. like, I'll be asking like, what's, what's wrong. So I'm like, ain't nothing wrong. It's like, I'm just not about this ass kissery dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, I'm trying to do my job and go home. Like you see, I'm more productive <clears throat> than most of y'all anyway so like why do we need to have all these other discussions about stuff that don't got anything to do with work you know what i mean i just work hard Um, dude that's what we've always done is you me sean everybody i've known that i've ever respected they're like no matter what if we've been lazy or like everyone's lazy sometimes and everyone has their like little fucking habits that you know maybe i smoke too much weed whatever it doesn't matter like if i have to get something done i'm always going to get it done at the job i'm at now like it's not anything I ever wanted to work at or thought I would do succeed at, especially given it's a sales job, but I've right. just work hard and I like, you can't, well, I mean, you can't what, be denied and you can't like, if they can't question your work ethic, no job's ever going to do anything other than just let you do sh- whatever you want, basically. Well, what I figured out, man, is what I'm, well, what I'm learning um, is something that, uh, you realize that everything in life really is more so about the struggle as more so than uh, the end result that you always dream about. You know what I'm saying? Because people always think to themselves like, well, I'm gonna get the really good job and be successful or I'm gonna do this dream and makes no come true. And then I'm gonna be happy or whatever. But it's really that your path to happiness is constantly failing to achieve your version of it. You know what I'm saying? Because shit ain't gonna never be exactly how you planned it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is no perfect no situation, dude, ever. Right, right. You know what I mean? So what you have to understand is that it's okay for things to get to go your way, but not exactly your way. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I I got more money. I'm happy now, but I I work at a job that I didn't think I would work in. You know what I'm saying? But now I'm actually doing great and thriving. You know what I'm saying? Same thing. That's why I feel like with the whole film thing, because like 
that's kind of how, why I'm fine leaving the whole thing behind. Like it's something that I like doing for myself, but when I had to start working with someone else and then like chasing their idea of a movie that they don't even fully know how to describe and they're not like, yeah. and your really expertise makes them think they can just be like, Hey, I'm above you. So tell me how to right, do right. this. It's like, I'm not going to tell you how to do this, bro. Right. But even just, not even just that, but the fact also that, uh, the ultimate goal of it all, the level of happiness you would get is that somehow you achieve some level of fame or a claim that people then would keep calling you for more jobs and more stuff, which is cool. But to me, it just seemed like such a high, a pr- like high shooting thing that was like, man, I could be happy doing other things too, though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, I'm not yeah. full one dimensional that I have to like focus my laser beam on this one thing. Cause I think that if you do focus your attention wholeheartedly on anything, any person can succeed at anything, but it's like, the version of it ain't going to be exactly how you think, but then also too, what do you have to give up to succeed to get it? You know what I mean? I just wasn't willing to like give up all of the, you know, family time and everything else to just really be trying to put my face down and be like, man, I'll go be a PA and then do this and do that and struggle in LA until I finally make it. You know what I'm saying? Some people down for that, but it just, to me, it's like, I really just at the end of the day want to be like happily, you know, bills paid money in the bank with, plans to try to build to get more money and then at the same time like my family chilling and if some emergencies happen i'm cool with that because like that's really what you need to strive for and this virus proves it even more dude is that like yeah making your dream come true was cool and that's what they sold our generation on like yeah be the musician do that do all of that but at the end of the day like if that's just not happening you need to have that fallback where it's like oh shit like the world fucked up or like my finances is fucked up now I, i'm not gonna be working for three months like because you can break your leg you know what i'm saying and not work for yeah like, or get cancer and then you just can't, they're like you can't work right you right. cannot you know work saying? right and now you like and if you didn't have a job before that then you're really fucked or now you can't go to your job and your disability is only like a hundred dollars a week or something because you were like a waiter you know what i'm saying Cause yeah. like i used to tell you the people i used to work with at the restaurants like because they were all musicians and shit and i'd be like you, you ain't trying to do nothing else though like i mean like you could still keep trying to get better jobs they'd be older than me dog like i'm 32 you know what i'm saying but they'd be like 35 36 i'm hearing even more than in nashville bro those like 40 year old people where it's like what are you doing like right like, it's like don't you want to retire at some point like or aren't you trying to like make a move or shift to something different man but so many people like i said they just get so one-track minded and then like the other thing about it is, is that if you are going to be like that, you got to be like obsessive with that shit. Whereas I feel like if you're more multifaceted and open to more things coming into your life, like you'll stumble into something like what you stumbled into where it's like, yeah. man, I'm making more money than I ever dreamed. You know what I'm saying? Versus like, if you were just like, Oh no, I'm trying to get a movie job. You would have turned this opportunity down. And oh, you know dude, what I'm saying? If I would have been like me before when we were in Van Nuys and somebody was like, cause I got it through a temp agency, you know? And they said it's right. a sale. Like, I told them I didn't want a sales job. They told me it was a sales job and I reluctantly went and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to see what happens. I think probably what the, like, first of all, to kind of go back when we were in film school and when we came out here, like you said, you were cool letting it go, you know, because you were just cool with that for your reasons. And for me, like, I think what I, the thing that I got disappointed in for myself was, and it made it, it was easy for me to let go, even though it was kind of disappointing, um, was that when we were in film school, I saw very clearly that the actual jobs of like being on a film set, I didn't like. Yeah. I didn't want to be a grip. Right. I didn't want right. to be Same an electric here. or anything Same like that. And I was like, 
okay, well, I'm here. I'm going to make the best of it. And I'm going to just have to finish this education because at that point I'd already fucked up. I'm not inclined scholastically at all. I suck at school. Yeah, yeah we had already got gold. through it. Like we had yeah. so many fucking bad times at that school. It was a money pit. We had to like fund our, you know, that whole time there. And I, it ended up getting me a degree, but in that process, it was like, man, I don't really like some of these jobs and the jobs that you get when you're a beginner, you know, it's like, yeah. if you're a writer, you can kind of do some stuff out here and I guess like build a resume from just being an intern. But I was, by the time I got out here, I was like 28, you know, like I was old. Right, right. So nobody wants an old well, intern with no car and all that shit. So well, I, I had to say that. That's what I was about to say, bro. Like the real reality of what film school is, is that this is a degree that rich kids can go into that have rich parents. You know what I'm saying? Because like most film schools aren't like full cell where you have to finance your own movie. Like you have to buy your own yeah. film when you're in film school. You know what I'm saying? So like they do things like they get, you know, their parents and all their friends and family to gather money together and shit or other kids. But, you know, it, it don't be like a ton of money, but every project somebody's doing it out of pocket, you know what I'm saying? And that's how they decide who the director is based off of who raised the most money, whatever, whatever, who had the best writing all of that. But um, like the reality of it is, is that like people like us, bro, like, who have working class parents, bro, like we're supposed to get in the fields, like, doctors, lawyers, you know what I'm saying? So that way yeah. you can upscale what your parents made, you know what I'm saying? Cause like the thing that, America has a really fucked up idea of, and it's really not the truth is that uh, they make it seem like as long as you're doing better, it's better for the country. You know what I'm saying? But in reality, it's like, it needs to be that you have a family minded orient into where it's like, I'm doing this to make the heritage of my family better. You know what I'm saying? And then America second, you know what I'm saying? Cause like they try to make it seem like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I'm a doctor and now that I've succeeded now, you know, I'm making my money paying my taxes. So I'm a good person and shit. But it's like, did you help anybody else in your family achieve that same level of financial success? Cause if not really what's going to happen is you're going to become a target now because you have money and they need it. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, well, can I, I'm short on the rent. Can I get this? Can I get that? And any good person would want to tell them. Yeah. But you got to live too. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, cause my sister well, deals with that as being a doctor. Just having a pivot, like what you said, like even if you don't have a fallback, like accepting that you are a lot, even at my age or your age or somebody younger, or older than us, I'm 36, you're 32, you know, whatever. The, even if you don't have a, a plan, accepting that maybe this shit ain't going to work out. And even if it doesn't work out, is it a failure? I guess you could call it that, but it really isn't. Like, you're allowed to do that. Like, that's what life's about. And I used to get well, so down on myself about, like, not getting a film job or, like, not doing whatever I thought was important when it's really, like, I'm I'm a good person inside. Like, I'm good to all my family and friends. Right. I've always been like that. And, like, nothing about your job or your career has anything to do with that. So, like, oh, having to figure you. out new things to do that's that's what it's about it's about finding something that you like to do if it's making money like what we talk about it's like i wish that we would have wrote a film that got made but it's ultimately like i want to make a business that succeeds no matter what right. it is i don't really care i just want to be successful right. and i want to have fun when i'm not working that's you know well, what i'm about I mean? to say you you saw that single-handedly dealing with cancer and stuff though dude because you realized that first off your life can change in an incident and then secondly um, that whole fallback or not, or things ain't going to be like how you plan, you know what I'm saying? Like 
you didn't even know when you were going through that if you were even going to be able to do what you did before or any of yeah, that. You know what or I'm live, you know, or like day to day. It's like, oh, you right. got to get a needle put in your spine. Right. And so right. like your whole thing is like, this is going to be, this is going to be the worst thing in your life. And then you go through it and it's like, it not, but like every time you have to do something like that, if in that process, you have to go through that same battle. I got those needles in my spine multiple times. Every time it was like, oh fuck like i this is gonna suck like i'm maybe i'm gonna be paralyzed because of this like you know it's crazy it's terrifying bro i mean it's like you just deal with it and that's also it's like being able to just kind of understand that the on the no the not knowing is the worst part that's always i think that uh I think that the way that you get by that is accepting because that's bro you know what i've just been through you know what i'm saying that's what i've realized is that uh it's going to always be that, bro. It's going to always be unknowns. You know what I'm saying? Like, and really all you can do sometimes is just sit there and just say, well, I just got to keep being who I am and push on through it. You know what I mean? Cause like, you know, having uh, what happened to me happen, bro. Like the thing that's so crazy with that is, is that it's like, my dad was like my motherfucking like go-to man to talk to my stuff through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where I would be like, well, I was thinking about maybe trying to pull this move, you know what I'm saying? And what you think about this, this, and this. And like, he would always be supportive and he would always usually have some things to add to, you know what I'm saying? But now it's like, when you get those ideas in your head, it's like, I can't even share this with, you know what I'm saying? Nobody, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? I but like, when imagine, I realized, man. I like to think about that every day, like what you talk about and like having to deal with that on my end. It's like, well, I mean, we all have to go through that shit, but. Um, Yeah, that's all I was about to say is that what I understand, man, is first off, it's unavoidable. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody got to deal with the mortality and uh, life death is just part of what goes on, man. What I've been noticing more is, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I know you don't really believe in like supernatural shit or whatever, man, but I kind of almost feel like all of this kind of reassured to me the existence of an afterlife, dude, because like, I kind of almost feel like now that my dad isn't here, man, it kind of shows you like, how everything that wasn't planted in you lives on that they implanted you lives on through you through you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean like afterlife in that sense. Like not necessarily like that he's sitting up in heaven like in a mansion right now, but in the sense of like feeling that memory of him and understanding like, damn bro, like that's why me and him had that moment when I was young. So I can think about this now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that to me shows you the power of like the unknown type thing. Cause it's like, why did we talk about that when I was younger? Like, and then like, why did my mind flash back to that? Then it's like, damn, somehow seeing that and having that memory now all linked back to me, understanding like, damn, like I'm supposed to be who I am in this moment to, you know, learn this lesson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the next lesson, you know what I mean? Like, and that's crazy to think that that's what we've just been talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like literally like shit goes on where like you just have to kind of deal with it. And like the unknown is going to always be there, bro. But like we as Americans, we want two things, instant gratification. And then like as much information as possible, dog. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's why and that's never possible. And when you need it, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, bro. Especially in times of war, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to think to yourself, like, everything is in a battle mindset. Like, that's why I'm really pissed off with this virus shit, because, like, if we were supposed to be protecting ourselves against terrorism this whole time, what if the terrorists dropped an anthrax bomb on three cities? We don't have enough masks, we don't have enough this, we don't have enough that, all of this, blah, 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 blah. So, like, we weren't prepared for anything. 
You know what I'm saying? It could have been that the water stopped working or the sun shined too bright or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because all these things can kill us as as being earthlings. You know what I'm saying? But like the fact that there wasn't no correlation of like disaster control and shit just shows you that our tax money just gets blown on buying bullshit, uh, buying jets and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, it also just shows you how little money, like what money really is. It's nothing. But I, I mean, guess if I have a money printer like they do, and it's like, yeah, we're just gonna release this money to all you guys, okay? Well, well, this is my thing. If we know that the unknown is constantly gonna be a thing that exists, then why wouldn't you print extra money and just set it somewhere off to the side that nobody got to know about? So that way, if some do pop off and it's fake, now we got the reserve cash already sitting here ready to go. You yeah. know what I mean? Shit like that. Like, ain't, ain't that what Fort Knox kind of supposed to be? You know what I mean? Like, that isn't that yeah, what I thought? Wasn't Fort Knox like, like the gold? Like, it's what gold, yeah. what money used to be hold, held against was actual gold. Right. right. But so can't now you... it's just nothing. Like, just put, just give us a bunch of sheets of paper. Just put all the paper in there in a printer. I'm just saying, like, think about that though. Like, if the market has, if the <clears> stock market <throat> has crashed multiple times in its existence, and our country is heavily reliant on the rise and fall of the stock market. Why wouldn't you have a fail safe built in to say, oh, well, if the market's crashed too much, we got X, Y, and Z amounts of money to keep everybody whole until, you know, so we don't have another Great Depression or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, they act like this shit doesn't happen before. That's what really pissed me off about all this shit. But uh, I don't know if you want to stop recording real quick, dude, because I have to fucking take a leak. Um, uh, well, let's like, here, we have this audio. So this is part one of the introduction of our unnamed cool. podcast. So. After we get back, if it's today or tomorrow, you won't know because we can just edit it. That's what we got an education in. And uh, yeah, we'll continue this later. We'll put some cool shit in. An amount of time that you guys don't know has passed since we last talked. So this is part two of our first episode, and we procrastinated, so we apologize for the non-delay. But this last part is just, I want to share with Aaron some things that have brought me joy (laughs) through this whole virus situation. So this first video is just kind of a lesson in life, Aaron. So. Let me get it set up. This is an experiment because I'm not really sure how this is going to work with Zoom. But I was about know, to say, you can show videos on here? I can share my screen and I think I can play uh-huh. videos. So we're going to see how this works. But essentially, we've been talking about ups and downs and like you know stuff like that. So this is an example mm-hmm. of how when you think life is just perfect, how it can come crashing down. If we didn't need more examples. But this is a funny example of how you just need to just chill out especially white people i'm looking at you white people so let's see if we can make this work so aaron i'm gonna share my screen with you oh man we're gonna share the screen so are you seeing this uh it's loading yes i do see this so you're seeing a boat full of white yes i'd like to point out the woman on the right that's relaxing very non-ass she has no ass so everyone's enjoying themselves. I'm gonna hit play. And, you know, you're gonna notice that these people are all just—it's just a fun day. 
this like a million times in the last few days so we're gonna go a little bit further into the video and i'd also like to point out that these people just decided to like record themselves on their boat so like what was the point of that like were they gonna sit back and watch this video i never understand why anybody records you know? themselves doing this type of stuff like maybe if it was like a time lapse or if it was on the jet ski and they were shooting themselves doing some jet skiing or something but uh like on the back like you know being towed along but uh being, i don't know. like filmed like in a way where it's like you're seeing like what you saw not yourself like right <laughs> you're there motherfuckers so enjoy yourselves but anyway so these people are having a good old white time but just like I said, here in a few seconds, life's going to just show you. You just can't get too cocky. So just let's keep that in mind. Watch this amazing loss that all these people are going to just take. <laughs> so they're, I mean, they're going really fast on a boat, right? Yeah. That seems By too way, fast. I I'd be uncomfortable. They're all, you can see in their faces, they're getting uncomfortable. Now watch. Give them a minute. Oh. <laughs> Dude, why? Look, look at now. First of all, let's just replay that one more time. Will you elf at the driver? <laughs> the elf that this driver takes right now is amazing. Also, the pink lady literally face plants and rolls like the entire dashboard of this boat. So let's just replay one more time. Watch the driver. He disappeared. What? <laughs> oh Everyone's fine. They're a little confused. Now, there were other people like... <laughs> Look at this guy in the back. He's just... <laughs> He's almost totally naked. <laughs> There's a guy on the ground. He doesn't know what's going on. Man, okay, I've uh, actually seen this video because it's very popular. And uh, I know, like, um, on this screen share, it's a little bit choppy probably because of our internet connection. But I know for a fact that in this video, the driver is there one second and then gone the next. Like, yeah. literally, like, it's just like, <laughs> dude, it it's so like what bad, happened to dude. you? Why? Why? First of all, why are you driving that boat so fast with that room? Right. Like, boat full of just like what appear to be like elementary school teachers. Like these are not right. like regular people. <laughs> this isn't the X Games. These are just like somebody's right. aunt and uncle just out <laughs> drinking. <laughs> right. Well, so the funniest thing about this dude is uh man you know you can get really jacked up riding around in boats man like i used to know dudes that drove race cars and then i'd ask them about these racing speed boats and they literally were like oh no I'm, you're crazy i would never do that it's like, it's like literally so it's like for you to be a regular dude just flying around <laughs> in a boat like this you are risking your life dude you said that like, you can get cool injured on a boat well this guy's like hold my beer right hey guys this is cool right i'm going hey! <laughs> I 
and then he's just gone. <laughs> and he never comes back. <laughs> you comes, see him again. Like literally, if you go all the way to the end of this video, he's like just like like he took the worst L. This girl in pink's just like pissed off. And also, <laughs> who the fuck is jukinvideo.com? Like, what is, is it a video that. for like Red? Is it Redneck YouTube? Like, I did no research, so I, I maybe I should, but. I've never heard of Juke and Video, man. Apparently, that's where you go for all the uh, awesome boat crashes. <laughs> like fucking live leak for redneck fail videos and shit. Bro, like, bro, watch me on my ATV. Bro, he could have flipped that whole boat over, though, bro, and really had them tow up, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could have gone way worse, but that's why bro, we're laughing. Sure <laughs> yeah, you've never seen this? Nah, what you doing, Oh, bro, bro dude. This is, uh, this is us as little kids. This is amazing. So watch this video. So, I mean, it starts off. This is a very enticing screen to just look at. Like, I'd want to click. I know I'd want to know what's going on, but let's see what's going on here. Hello? Hello? I don't know what just happened to my uh, phone. Just lost reception, I think. Hold oh, on shit. a second. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'm good now. You good? What just happened. Yeah, I'm good. All right. So oh, again, ground shaking ass. Basically, the the whole thing on this video is this little boy got caught by his mom scamming on a little porno thing. Oh, so I'm just like, this is full on, just straight up kid logic trying to get out of trouble. I love this. Well, I appreciate his taste. First off. <laughs> Ground shaking ass. You knew what the fuck it was. You see what it is. You still got it on the damn TV. What is it? I mean, he's got great taste. Ground shaking ass. I mean, <clears throat> all I have to say is, why did they make it? Why is it two Z's for that? Is it? Why is it as? There's a naked woman. Because that ain't just no regular booty right there. Yeah, but I mean, why don't you just say ass? Why don't you just commit? Why do you say ass? ass? So, well, you know, you got to keep it, you know, it's for the kids, bro. You can't just be saying cuss words. Obviously, it's for the kids. If you put the two S's, it's bad language, and you got to up I mean, the rating there. <laughs> I come from a different time. Like, I had, if you had a porno tape, like, you're, you had to lock down, like, a floor of your house just to get, watch, like, get that done. Just to oh, make man. sure. I mean, this I kid got say, caught dude. like with the shit loaded. Like he was just sitting watching the fucking screen. I think I'm his say, dad he had, he probably was watching to this kid turn the TV off, but left like the tape, like the DVD, and just like I'll get back to this. And then, right, you know, a little kid just wants to play some Mario or something and ground shake it ass. Oh, hey man, you know he had to, he probably got a little curious and was like, well, what's going on here? Yeah. You know. I mean, even that's just genetic. That's like ingrained genetic, like reflex for a young boy, a kid, like or a dude in general. It's like, oh, ground shaking ass. Yeah, even a three, even a five year old kid, like definitely want to get some of that. So just you know, I like that. It just made me smile. I like that. And then Does the he last say thing in this video. I mean, all it is is him getting caught. So it's like uh, the screen's there. His mom's like, "What is this ground shaking ass?" And he's like, "I don't know what this shit is." <laughs> I mean, clearly, this kid knows what this shit is. 
No, nah, I remember, bro, back in the day, the computer used to be in the living room. So it was like, oh, uh, you had to wait till like midnight and just hope, oh, yeah. wait for all those creaks to stop and shit. See, me, my move was, uh, I would get just like, I had like maybe like a 45 minute window between the time that I got home and there was nobody at the house. And then when everybody came home, so you had to time it up just mm-hmm. right. You had to like rush off the bus, you know what I'm saying? And be like, all right, you had like siblings though. <laughs> I was just me. So like once I was old enough to just be openly beating off, like while nobody was around, like, I mean, even like when it was probably, I was too young. I was just like looking at Playboy channel scrambled up, just trying to. Oh man. I forgot about the scramble up. channel life, dude. I used to have the perfect remote for that dog. Like mine would almost be crystal clear for like, 15 minutes and then it would just start I, then i guess they would be on to you and start scrambling it more <clears throat> but like at least once every day i would get like 15 minutes of pure just like gray gray fuzzed booty oh, see, just- that's even better mine was like it was like would come in and out for like the seeing it yeah but you could turn the channel on you could just the audio was crisp so you'd just be oh, hearing like chicks like ah, ah, but you'd be like <laughs> Is that a titty? Like you just be kind of like jacking <laughs> off the sound, like in your imagination. Yeah, just, I mean, you oh just God. had to fill it That's up. Like like at the time, I mean, all I had was like maybe a Jenny McCarthy Playboy at the time. So I'm just bro. like. Oh yeah, like you ever seen that movie, The Men That Stare at Goats? Like that's what that is, bro. Just like listen to the sounds of the woman and imagine her. (laughs) What is her name? (laughs) But bro, that reminds me, dude. Have you ever like met a kid that just like made you question everything about what you were doing in your life, dog? Like I'll tell the story because it's very related to this. Is that I met this kid in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. and the whole time we were in science class together like he was not one of the smartest kids in the class or whatever but he was just my homie we rode the bus together and like he was my friend but we weren't like really really tight we just had that one class so every time we get in uh, science class we would just go in there and joke around mess with the other two girls that sat at our table and they would always just laugh at our jokes and stuff right so i don't remember how the topic came up one day i think he just brought it up he was saying something like man don't you hate when your little brother be all up in your business and stuff, man. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I, I have like a little sister. So like, I don't really know what you mean. He's like, nah, man, like I'll be trying to like keep my lotion up, man. So I can go in my room, jack off and shit. My little brother, like, why you putting lotion in the microwave? What you doing with that? Oh, and all damn. These damn. Lotion in the microwave. <laughs> but that's what I said. I was like, wait a second. What? Well, hold on. You got a little brother stuff. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> he said, oh I yeah, mean, don't you don't do that. That Bro, guy might have been, me. like, some sort of, like, a trendsetter, though. Like, I never heard of that. that I was, was about to say, man. Level jack, like. I was about to say, man. I was like, I already have a hard enough time just sneaking toilet paper out the bathroom and stuff and trying to be sneaky like that where this motherfucker is like, oh, nah, bruh. I go and put yeah. that on the microwave. Heat he told that, me, he was like. Heat up that, <laughs> like, get that heat jack going. That little icy hot jack. He was like, bro, he's like, uh, I think you said like 25 seconds, man. It's the perfect oh, amount no. of time. Not too hot. Because you don't want to leave there too long. What grade was this? Up. This was eighth grade, dog. Damn, this, son, this, this guy was just like a genius. leading the it's way a, for your class, dude. I, was, bro, I, I remember being And he was open about it. He was telling you, he was seeing Michael. Like, everyone's like, no, nah, I don't know do this shit. I don't know. He told me, bro, he told me like, everybody does this like he was looking at me like you don't microwave your lotion i'm like first off i dry 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I don't got time for all that, bro. You know what I'm saying? I might get caught any second. You know what I mean? I got sisters. I got mom, dad living in the house. I got I got a dry dock it, bro. You know what I'm saying? To keep Yeah, exactly. You got 15 minutes of fury, man. Just go. <laughs> no! <laughs> you hear that freak? Like, you have to be like... Uh, <laughs> right, right. It's like, is somebody coming? Oh, the hearing gets extra tight when that happens, bro. You be, oh, oh, oh. that's the danger bro that's when the real that's when the men be or boys become men dude and you just power Mm -hmm. through and you're like get it done no right like someday you're gonna be hunkered down in a foxhole and it's gonna be enemies all around you and you're gonna hear little things in the night sticks cracking and that's when that instinct's gonna come back your your uh your jack off here and comes back and you're like ooh, what was that what was that <laughs> you know, so stage life, man. Playboy channel. <laughs> Just go back to those warm for your friend, those warm lotiony days. Well, it just I makes mean, me wonder what my life could I mean, have been. I gotta be honest, honest, even as a thirty-year-old man, like I've never entertained the idea of even. I, I still people. haven't tried it to this day, but just having this knowledge in my mind, it's kind of dangerous. You know what I mean? Like, damn, bro, like. You were microwaving that shit? Like, I know that bottle of lotion probably was all deformed and fucked up in this moment. It's like, oh, what is wrong with this lotion? What's, why, why are all the letters rubbed off of this? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> thing is, smells. It's all separated. Something's weird. Also, it's oh, all sticky. And back in the day, well, I remember back in the day, we had, like, family lotion. It wasn't like I had my own <laughs> I was gonna say, change, what you know kid, like, what kid, yeah. like, Give me that lotion. Give me that big one. I need that. I feel Straight like you probably dumb. just like spent his money on that. Ounces. Like you probably like <laughs> probably like went to the dollar store and just like stacked up on it. His mom's like, "Man, you bought a lot." Like, yeah, my skin's real dry, mom. You know, I'm just trying yeah. to make sure. I think I have eczema. Like it's really dry. I never really overdo it. So just don't ever touch me. <laughs> oh man. But still to this day, though, I will never forget that, man. Cause he brought he said it to me just like, you know, it was just a regular everyday thing that everybody goes home and does. Like, yeah, man, you don't put it in the in the microwave. I'm like, no, I didn't realize technology had advanced to this level, sir. I'm still I mean, in eighth grade. <laughs> like I said, that guy is like a trendsetter. He's like some kind of like innovator on that. He's probably like, like a billionaire Tesla, up rich off of like warm lotion no nah, that kid's probably in jail on some real shit <laughs> if you knew this guy yeah he probably locked up now but i'm just saying like uh i will never forget that day dog that shit blew my mind and he said this in front of like other like girls everything dog i was just like wow <laughs> you have the confidence i will never know i mean just like being open about the jacking like that's not there was none of that because yeah, back in the day you used to get beat up if you told people that you did that like they would be like oh you play with your nuts you know what I'm saying? they'd try to you know put you on blast and all of that so yeah definitely had me dying laughing bro well, but, uh, we just I gotta just you know if you can hear this, Aaron. I hope that you can hear this, and I also hope that whoever that kid is that was innovating jacking off with warm lotion almost two decades ago, I salute <laughs> you. And this song is dedicated to that guy. Uh, you have yeah. your headphones. I can't hear that. No, oh, can't wait, hear you that. can't hear it. Um, yeah. So let me try again. Can you hear it now? 
Nah. Damn it. I'll have to put that in. It's okay. Joke is ruined because of Zoom. So, <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? Here, let me try doing this way. We'll do it this way. I got it. I'll figure it out. So, you you see the screen share, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, here we go. This is dedicated to the innovator of Jack and Ah, oh, still, man. For some reason, when you do your screen share, it's lagging too much for me to hear anything. I can, right. Yeah, I can well, see like little uh, like it's like jumps every couple of clips. You know what I mean? We'll try to figure that out for the listeners. Yeah. So maybe I'll add that in. I'll just add the audio in and edit it in so they can hear. We can all just laugh yeah. together. But one last thing, just one little thing. So actually, you know what? We're gonna call it on that. We're gonna end on a high note. We're gonna end on the innovation. Oh, yeah. you were just privy to back then so, i'm I telling mean, you bro so blew my mind still to this day like I, I wish i could see that kid again i can't remember his name i think it was thomas but uh i'm, I'm not sure but i just remember like every day i would go in eighth grade class and just have a good time with that kid and be laughing and shit and then he brought that drop that on me one day and i was just like whoa wait a second i mean I what hope he's a rich about? man. I hope he is, because he, as a young man, Bro. he had the mind of a of just an older person. <laughs> he just had a genius mind, even at that young age. Congratulations! Oh man, I just never even brought it to that level, dog. I'm not that cool, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like as a man, anyways, you're not allowed to do anything extra with that, because then you're considered a perv. Like, women can get cucumbers and. You know what I'm saying? Like, buy the 19-inch slongs out the stores, and wouldn't nobody really call them out on that. Like, I would, personally, because I'm going to be like, yo, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you want to just experience what it's like to get torn in half. Like, you don't know. <laughs> that guy wanted to burn his dick. I bet, see, that's what the sad ending of your story is. That guy enjoyed a nice, warm jack until that one day where maybe he put it in 30 seconds instead of 20, <laughs> and just, like, annihilated himself and that's that where it all ended you know that's where the dream died um but i still well, i feel like it. it's kind of like um i feel like the biggest danger of that is like you ever like put water on your head and you know like you're sensitive your head's more sensitive than your hands are you know what i'm saying so you like touch hot water and it won't like burn your hand but you put it on your head it'll be like holy shit like that's hot like yeah. i feel like your nuts are the same way like you know what i mean like he's like oh yeah nice and warm good it's to go dicey. and then it's just like <laughs> What if you yeah, got bro. a cut and it has like some scent on it? I mean, I can think of eight problems right now as a man yeah. that I just wouldn't want to deal with it right in the heat of the moment. So, well, also being a kid uh, that's gotten hurt a lot and done stupid things, I just know that however you hurt yourself, the explanation that follows behind it has to be foolproof. So, like, if you're like, Mom, I burnt my dick. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how, son? Yeah, uh, no way. Actually, you know what? Whatever you say, they're going to buy because they don't want to be like, my son is a perverted fucking mess that just burned his dick off. They're going to be, he, well, you could be like, some guy ran in and poured lighter fluid on my dick and lit it on fire and just ran out the fucking house. But we got to get this taken care of. Like, please, I'm your son. Well, my thing is this, though. If you do that, and like they do find out you're putting it in the microwave, oh, you getting your ass beat? <laughs> like, yeah, and then like whoever like 
<laughs> your dad at that point is going to be like, oh, you know, like they're going to catch him like 10 days later. Like, motherfucker. <laughs> Hey, that's a skit right there, bro. We just wrote that whole skit. He's just sitting there like, yeah, you should not do that. That's this is sick. You're sick. Yeah, give me that lotion. And how long did you say again? Twenty seconds? Well, if you burnt yourself right, like he's doing the math, like he burnt himself on thirty seconds here. Probably just need like maybe. 23 and a half seconds or something like that might work. Mm. And then he shows up like three weeks later to his wife and he's like sad. Like, she's like, what's wrong? He's like, I did it. I couldn't burn <laughs> my dick. She's like, not you too. Oh, nah, she too good of an her. idea not to try. She hold her fingers up and they burnt like that. Yeah. She's like, I got a bandage on my badge, y'all. <laughs> okay. Oh man! Well, on that yeah, note, we're gonna close this one out. I'm gonna close it with that song we were trying to listen to, just to give everybody one last taste of the genius that is yes. whoever that kid is. So yes, salute to you, my great compadre. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you. Mr. Guy with an emotion. Mr. Guy with an emotion.